Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. I've got Dr. Craytan, Dr. Katie Craytan, over here at the lower school, and we're talking about um, just a, um, a fascinating um, just kind of um, event, experience, journey that we've been on for the, like the last year uh, since you've been here at PCA. And uh, we wanted to kind of uh, bring our parents into the loop of um, just the work that you've been doing. And I've, I've found it to be uh, not only fascinating and super important, but I've noticed that as I've been reading, there's a lot of other schools and school districts that are doing things that are similar, um, but have a really, really different motive behind it. And so, um, Dr. Craytan, tell us a little bit about just kind of the journey that you've been on for the last year and kind of how it started. Right. Well, what he's talking about, if you're wondering, is our our book selection process. And so um, we some things were just brought to my attention really early on that um, in the library and and, and beyond, we needed to have some kind of criteria for mm-hmm. the books that we select. Um, you're right. It's not new everywhere I've ever been. Books are very controversial for different reasons. Sure. And yeah, there's not one night that I can't turn on the news and see something about issues with books. Here, though, the reason we need to look at our books is for a very different reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to uphold our mission uh, which is to assist Christian parents to bring their kids up God's way. That's yes. my thumbnail version of That's our right. mission. That's right. And here at the lower school, our goal is to protect and to incubate and to really take care of making sure that our kids see God through us and God is love. And so we're pouring the love of Jesus on them and we're protecting, protecting, protecting. Mm-hmm. So the last thing on earth that we want is for a child to go home with a book from our library that would potentially have an anti-biblical message. Obviously, that's very a very overt thing. But you and I both know that there are so many things being slipped into books today and it might just be one picture or one sentence that just suggests something and it plants a seed that we don't need planted in our kids' lives. And it's not because we're trying to protect them forever and ever. It's because they're not ready for that yet. And so we're protecting them until they are ready. We want to control the seeds that are planted in the hearts of our children. And so that's why we did the book audit in the library. And it did take the majority of the year. Um, We had a lot of parents come on board. We had a committee, um, book selection committee. They reviewed criteria. We reviewed, we did author studies, brought books in, talked about different ways um, we should be looking at this. Mm -hmm. And it was a total team and group effort. And I'm so thankful for that. This was not just just me by any means. Yeah. But Um, one of the other things that happened too is um, you kind of had to put eyes on every book mm -hmm. and really kind of on every page. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't just the, you know, the book or the cover and saying, oh, that's a book that's appropriate or that's a book that's not. It's almost as if you, I mean, really literally had to open the book and read through it. And and I kind of went through a number of books with mm-hmm. you, right? Yes. Just kind of, you know, examine those. You'd give me some books and say, hey, look at this. Mm-hmm. And it really would be, uh, it would be a child's book. And so the intended audience is for that lower school uh, child. Um, but, you know, 20 pages into the book, there would be something that you're like, whoa, like, 
what what is this message? Like if my son or daughter were reading this, this would right. be something I would be very concerned about. Now the rest of the book was fine and, right. and the right, but all of a sudden I was like, ooh. And and you showed me over and over and over again just example after example of just different books that the world is bringing in for our students. Um and you know, whether whether their agenda is to um, you know, inform our students in a particular way or whether uh, it's just a you know innocuous agenda or whatever. It just doesn't really matter. You know, this is the way the world thinks. It, it is something that was very concerning to me, and I'm glad you did the audit. Yes. Uh, and I'm glad I got to see a part of that, and I wanted our parents to hear about that because in the lower school, this is a really important thing: is we're planting those seeds for those younger minds. Right. Um, we're very intentional about what ideas um, are being addressed and, and and our kids are being exposed to. And so, um, I'm really glad you did the audit. I, I learned a lot through the process. I'm glad a number of parents. It's kind of, you know, walked through this with us as well. Um, what, are, what are some of the things um, I know um, you you looked at the um, the group that we purchase our books from as well? Yes. Um, and had to examine mm-hmm. that. What what happened in that? So Scholastic is the leading, the leading publisher of children's books for libraries. And they really, the reason why we had so many Scholastic books is because our book fairs, we do so well with those mm-hmm. because we're avid readers here right. at PCA and um, the, we, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of books were donated by Scholastic based on our book fairs. So um, Scholastic is notorious for slipping in the world's agenda. And um, it has become more and more overt over the past five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so depending on the genre and what they're bringing in, almost any science book, for example, that Scholastic brings in, they're going to always inject lots and lots of evolution in it. Right. Um, and we're just not ready for, for our kids to tackle that yet. They're going to in middle and high school. Mm-hmm. We're not we're going to take the gloves off, but not here. So um, we have to be we had to be really cautious with Scholastic. And it did result in us completely stopping our book fairs with Scholastic, which many of you know about. Our fall book fair was with them because we were under contract. I mean, I'm just being frank. And then in the spring, we were able to move to I-55, which is based on um, Isaiah, which um, they're much more... um, it's much more in alignment right. with who we are. They're, probably, they're just, I think they're much more intentional yeah. about the books that they're selecting um, and weeding out some books that are, are not going to be appropriate, especially for a younger audience. And right. so in a sense, they're more in alignment with our mission. That's right. Uh, and it was a better fit for us as a school. And I would like to say here, like, I think there, I have children who are teenagers now. Mm-hmm. So we've been through this process in their lives. And I ha- I'm not going to say that there was never a book that my children read exactly. that had something in it that was, was anti-biblical, you know, that didn't go with our biblical worldview. But what I tried to make sure I did, and I think this is important, we're not trying to, if you're there with your child, <clears throat> pardon me, or the teacher's there and it's a teachable moment and we stumble across something that we're able to go to the Word of God to right. define Absolutely. the truth in the situation, that is completely different. The reason we did the library review is these are books that your child might be reading as they fall asleep or they're reading as you're grocery shopping or they're reading in the car as you're traveling to grandma's house. Um, and you may not always, they may not always even know that a seed was planted to ask a question about because they don't understand what's happening. And so there are so many things you can use as teachable moments with your kids, even in the lower school, as long as you're right there with them. Right. But these books, that's not always the case. I mean, my kids read 
big time readers and they're reading all the time and it's hard to keep up with them. And it was really hard when they were little. So I know there were things that slipped through, but I also know the things that I caught and that we used as teachable moments. So this is not in any way saying that there aren't books. Like if you're reading a book on science, my son loved science. He still does. And it's got evolution. It was a great opportunity for us to talk about creationism. And what does the word of God say about how we got here? Right. Um, and how has man skewed that to be different? And how, what's the truth in the situation? So there are always teachable moments. And there's always that argument. But keep in mind that library books aren't usually where those teachable moments present themselves. Right. So hence the audit. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, before, it was kind of interesting, right? That the idea of um, when our students are getting ideas from places, right? Uh, you know, books are one place. Another one might be uh, TV shows that they watch or right. movies, right? And we're, we're dealing with the same thing, um, you know, as a lot of major companies, Disney being one of them, yes. uh, are beginning to put, you know, ideas into their shows that are clearly anti-biblical um, and run, you know, counter, mm-hmm. right, to um, the way that we're raising our children in a lot of different issues, especially on, you know, sexual orientation, gender identity type things. Right. And so those, I'm just telling you, those same concepts are, are put into books yes. as well. And so it's, it's, you know, as parents are kind of looking and saying, oh yeah, I, I want to pay attention to what my children are watching, right? That same idea is, right, we need to be paying attention to what they're reading as well. And so I'm glad that you've you've done this. And it, it has been a, a pretty large process. Um, I, I remember one of the things you were talking about is um, is just book series, Right. Um, and so, you know, as you, as you pick out an individual book and you read through it and you're like, okay, so this one's, you know, a guy, it's got a message in here that we need to be uh, you know, aware of. Or, mm-hmm. Well, the book series is it might be, you know, 40 books in a series and, you know, book number 37 might have something. And you're like, what do we do? Do we pull out book 37? Do we get rid of the whole series? So it's a lot of things that you've wrestled with right. trying to figure out how do we put the right information in the hands of our children mm-hmm. um, so that we're partnering with parents. Um, But then again, it's that same thing is, you know, what happens if something slips through? Well, you know, we want to let parents know it doesn't mean that every book that your child's going to, you know, take home um, isn't going to have something that you might say, well, wait a sec, you know, hey, Dr. Creighton, what about this? Right. We want to know about this, right? Like bring, Mm -hmm. bring that up, bring that to our attention is is part of the process because this is a partnership with the parents. That's right. And I have had so many of you just reach out and say, Thank you for this, mm-hmm. but I cannot, we could not have done it without input. And I can't tell you how many parents just a quick little email or yep. a quick little conversation with the library aide or you know something who said, hey, you may want to check this person out. I, I noticed this a year ago when we were reading it. Um, and so it really flagged us to even authors. And like that was one of the things like it blew my mind when I looked at the author of The Polar Express, mm-hmm. which is a beloved book. And so many people look at that book as almost parallel the faith and I know it's Santa Claus and all that and that's very controversial um, and we don't we don't get into that here you know I mean we're right. not here to to yeah. do that that's not a part of our mission but it's such a popular book for Christmas time mm-hmm. for kids and we didn't have it we didn't do our polar Express stuff this this past Christmas season because we were doing this audit and the biggest reason is because the author of the polar Express uh, Ben Alstein also has authored quite a few um, witchcraft books. I mean, yeah. for like, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, like witchcraft, like books about witches and witches brooms and Ouija boards. And it's all kid. And he's a beautiful illustrator as well. And he yes. draws people in. He has books that just have pictures 
that you look at the picture and you're like, ooh, that gives me the creeps. It's an evil picture. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to say it other and it, than and that. And it's a kid's book. And it's a kid's book. It's, it, this is not a high school book. This and is not an adult book. He's a, he's a children's author. And he's an award winner. Yes. And he's beloved. And he's, I mean, I as an author, he's amazing. Like, not just his words, his illustrations. And so it's it's really, it's a slippery slope, mm-hmm. you know, when you go into it. I'm glad I'm not doing this alone. Right. And we have a committee and we're in this together because it takes all of us. Like you said, things are going to slip through. We expect that. We're all imperfect people. We, we're just, we're doing the best that we can. And I know that our families chose PCA because they trust us. Yes. And so we want to do all of the things that we need to in order to maintain that trust and to perpetuate that trust into uh, future generations so that we're standing for Christ and his kingdom. Yes. Well, is there anything um, then, I mean, that was kind of last year, the audit. I, I don't know if you're completely done or what does this year look like? Is it kind of an ongoing process? I mean, more and more books just keep mm-hmm. on coming out and coming in. So is this going to be something that right, that you continue to do working with the librarians and working with the parent committee? Yes, absolutely. Um, Tammy York is our new librarian. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's been here any amount of time knows she's been here a long time. Mm -hmm. She's moving from second grade into that role. Um, We have review criteria um, that we look at as new books come in. Um, The books that were pulled are going through this criteria as well, many of which I'm sure will return. We just didn't want to, we erred on the side of caution with that. Um, and so all of that's been developed, and our goal is to revisit this. It's a fluid document. Right. Um, things change, but the Word of God never does. So right. that's good. We have our standard, and so now we do have criteria that was not in existence before. So we can use that, and if there's a question about a book, we have a review process. At least two people are looking at every book that comes through. And then if there are questions, it goes to a third and potentially a fourth person um, about certain things, topics, authors, um, anything that, that might distract from our mission, even we have to look at really closely. Yeah. Well, as a, as a parent, uh, my kids are obviously older, but I'm super um, excited and thrilled that you've taken on this job. I want our parents to know um, how much work it took. Uh, <laughs> not only are you running the lower school as the principal, uh, and it was your first year coming in. Yes. Um, so there's you know, a large learning curve from that perspective. But you added this onto your plate, and uh, I thought you did a fantastic job with it, um, did a great job of communicating. We hadn't really communicated yet with kind of the larger parent body about right. the work that you were doing. Um, but we wanted to do that now to let parents know this is the work that's been going on and that it continues to go on. But just as a parent, I'm just I'm very thankful for you to be here uh, to kind of be that guardrail to keep the right material in front of our kids and to make sure that some of those ideas that the world is trying to get to our kids doesn't mm-hmm. come in here, especially as they're younger and those seeds are being planted. Right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, anything else you want to talk to our parents about? Tom? No, I'm just so thankful yeah. for the parents <laughs> because yes. um, they've been so supportive and understanding and just have come alongside mm-hmm. and t- taken on a lot and given so much great feedback, the committee especially, um, and brought things to our attention that's really helped us to give us direction yes. and where to go and where to start. Because it was a huge undertaking, but it was totally a group effort. So I'm thankful. Awesome. Thankful for you awesome. too, Dan. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you, Dr. Craytan. Appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.